1: And scores! Ryan Nugent, Hopkins McDavid, left circle, cross ice, one-timer, score! This game is tied! Leon Dreisaitl. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The
2: heavy hitters of injury law. Ethan Bear has scored his first of the season with the Vancouver Canucks, helping them do a 3-1 lead over the Buffalo Sabres early in the second period. Also early in the second, Maple Leafs up 3-1 on the Penguins. John Tavares, career goal number 400. Devils and Canadians are scoreless. Capitals and Panthers, it's Florida with a 1-0 lead there. In the first period, Blue Jackets leading the Flyers one zip. And just at the start of the second period, Dallas and Tampa Bay in a 1-1 tie, March. And Colton, the goal scorers in that game. Still to come, many at Nashville. Red Wings take on the Ducks, and the Sharks will play the 13-3 and Vegas Golden Knights. The Edmonton Oilers are back at it tomorrow. A brief two-game homestand. They play the LA Kings tomorrow, and the Vegas Golden Knights on Saturday. Tomorrow's game, 6 o'clock for the face-off show here on 630 Chad, and the puck will drop at 8. A little bit of a uh, later start than you will usually find on a weekday. Kyler Yamamoto remains day-to-day for the Oilers. Not expected to play tomorrow, and he, as, uh, he is dealing with an undisclosed injury looks like Stuart Skinner will be your starting goaltender he was in the well I don't call it the starters net I call it the home team net which you know they defend in the first and third period that's the net he was occupying at practice today as the Oilers got back to work so also uh and we're going to talk about some of the uh some of the trends for the Oilers so far this season and maybe one of the trends is that they don't have trends because they've been a little bit inconsistent through most of the year but we'll talk about that as we move along tonight one thing that i know is exciting for maybe some of you i'm not going to presume to say all of you because i know in my experience just in being a a sports fan and knowing other people who like sports but also through doing this show not everybody's into uh, jerseys and fashion and that kind of stuff but some people are really into it like they can tell you the exact uh you know color palette like not just oh that's like a blue jersey like that's you know blue beetle blue or something like that i don't know if that's actually a color but you know what i'm talking about and uh and can tell you exactly you know how what games they wore the jerseys for what years they wore them what significant moments happened in that jersey all that kind of stuff and tomorrow the oilers will wear the reverse retro jerseys so These are the ones that look like the jerseys that were uh, designed by Todd McFarlane back in 2001 as a third jersey. I call them the flying oil drop. I think some people call them the oil gear jersey but it's the one you know it looks like it looks like an oil drop in a metallic comet that's what (laughs) that's what it's always looked like to me so when mcfarland designed it they were blue with gray and white trim these are going to be blue but there's uh you know a little more orange and white on them and so they're going to wear these tomorrow they're going to wear them five times so they're based on that todd mcfarland design similar to it not exactly the same and the colors are a little bit different now stewart skinner the goaltender who grew up here in Edmonton is definitely thrilled to wear these uniforms
1: I love it uh, growing up it was my favorite jersey actually so um, whenever I went to the games in Rexall I was always hoping that the Oilers were wearing that uh, wearing that logo I was wondering about that
2: so you're totally that was one you know about and you're yeah. in tune with and you had yeah I loved it, it was my favorite one all right, so there we go. Skinner's uh, proud to be wearing these as, as an Edmontonian, and he would go to Oilers games as a kid, and he would hope that they were uh, wearing that. Also asked uh, Jay Woodcroft, head coach of the team, about the reverse retros.
3: I think it looks good. I don't put a lot of time and thought into the uniform that we're wearing that night. I think we have some of the best colors and, and uniforms in, in all of hockey, and uh, it's, uh, it was interesting, and I think it looks good. Were you a uh, Jersey guy when you were younger, when you were like, not so much more of a traditionalist. And that's, that's why I, I love our Jersey. I think it's, uh, it's iconic and it's right up there with, uh, the greats in all of hockey at, at all levels. All right. So it'll
2: be fun to see these in action tomorrow. Like I said, first of five times the Oilers are going to wear these. You can get them on sale. Uh, well not on sale. They are on sale. Uh, if you want to wear them as a fan, I'm sure some of you already have them. Um, I'm still a little bit, maybe, I don't know if we have any grammar experts out there. We got any of them uh, English teachers out there. I still don't, the, the, the phrase reverse retro doesn't make sense to me. Because reverse means to move backward. And retro means to imitate a style, fashion, or design from the recent past. So if it's reverse retro, it, doesn't that mean it's actually from the future? I, I, I don't know. But, it, like whatever i guess i'm not, i can't spend too much time thinking about it but here's what i, I want to know because if you're if you're listening here you're in probably in the edmonton region edmonton area northern alberta or you or you like the edmonton Oilers because i know we get people listening from other parts of the country online we've had people uh, you know check in from Windsor and North Battleford and places like that so you, you probably like the Oilers jerseys. So I'm not going to say like who hey, do you like the because you probably like it, right? You probably think okay it's cool or you're happy about it or you're at least like okay they're trying it. And I'm not going to be like well what's your favorite Oilers jersey from the past because uh, they've all look kind of the same. I mean with the exception of this flying oil drop one, they've they've all used the classic Oilers logo. They've had some different color combinations, different striping combination, but, but I'm not going to ask you that. Here's what I want to ask for the off-topic topic: seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. What's the ugliest hockey jersey of all time? Now, here's the thing: you don't have to keep it to the NHL, but if you're gonna if you're gonna send something in, you gotta send in a description or maybe even a picture. If if we have permission to maybe tweet it out, like if this could be your local junior B team or some like random college team or or whatever i want to know the ugliest hockey jersey of all time let's keep it to hockey let's not do uniforms in all sports because then obviously the saskatchewan rough riders would win ugliest of all time so let's keep it to hockey uh ugliest jersey of all time i'm going to ask kelly rudy this the former nhl goaltender he's going to join us between 6:30 and 7. I, I, I want to ask him the ugliest one he ever, he ever had to wear Because maybe there was one he skated onto the ice wearing and felt a little embarrassed. So 780-496-0063. If you're using the old-fashioned telephone, that is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And you can email the show, InsideSports at 630Ched.com. I don't know what we're going to get for responses. That's what I love about the off-topic topic. topic. Sometimes it's like nobody writes in, nobody calls. Sometimes we get a bevy of responses. Uh, Last night we had some pretty good ones about what Edmonton's Olympic mascot would be. Somebody has to design uh, Flashy, the photo radar camera, or Ballsy, for the talus ball. So anyway, uh, ugliest hockey jersey of all time. If you can get a picture to us somehow, bonus points for that, and we'll try to post that somewhere. Okay, so... Anyway, well, uh, that's what they're wearing tomorrow. Should be fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they look in game action. Though once the game starts, I, I don't really think too much about uh, what they're wearing. The Oilers coming home with a 9-7 and seven record. Of course, a little break in the schedule here. They haven't played since Saturday when they uh, beat the Florida Panthers. And so, you know, that's it's an okay record. And they're in, they're in a playoff spot if the playoffs started today, which would be really weird if the NHL all of a sudden decided, decided to start the playoffs today. So, you know, 9-7. and seven which uh, eight or nine years ago when the orders were lousy every year, this would have been a dream that they were nine and seven. Expectations realistically are much higher that they are going to compete for one of the top two spots in the division, which they probably still will. But given how many home games they've had out of the gate, maybe that record could be considered mildly disappointing. Um, and especially at home, they're only 4-5. and five. They're 5-2 five and two on the road, which is a really good road record. They, they had all these home games early. They've, they've been better on the road. Uh, Jay Woodcroft kind of summed up how he feels about the Oilers' start to the season.
3: You know, I think it's been uneven. I think there's been periods of good play and and not enough uh, consistency to our game as a whole. Um, I just said this in the media downstairs, but uh, for me, um, you know, the the effort, the the try, the competitiveness, I think it's all there. I think we are we are competing uh, hard and, and we're laying it on the line every night. There's been, you know, one or two that we'd like to have back for sure in terms of, um, you know, maybe we might have laid an egg here or there but for me um, all of that is there so I think we're coming at things from a good spot I don't think our detail in our game has been anywhere near where we want it to be and specifically on the defensive side of the puck and um, you know we're we're working hard um, by number one identifying those areas calling attention to those areas concentrating on details in those areas and uh, the bottom line is where the league is at right now in the Western Conference and just uh, in in the league as a whole for that matter I think the teams that figure things out over the next 10-15 games are going to be the ones that create a little bit of separation so it's incumbent upon us to make sure that we're working hard at the areas that we have to get better at and that was a, a good step in that direction today for us.
2: Well, the old word there is details, and I do think in some games, I don't want to write off every game for the Oilers as uh, some sort of sloppy type of game because I do think they've had some pretty good games and some pretty good moments along the way, and in any game there are going to be bumps and there are times you are going to get you know beaten by good players on other teams. It happens, but I, I do think that the details in the Oilers game have not been as good as they were well after Woodcroft took over last season, which really when you look at it was an incredible run for the Oilers. I mean, well over seven hundred points percentage after he took over and then they go into the third round of the playoffs. And and I think some of the things I've seen, and, and maybe some of you have noticed this as well, or maybe some things that, that I'm not gonna bring up too. Those details, it's like, okay, a forward is back checking, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get all the way back. You know, he's there, but he's not there. He's hes hes with his guy most of the way, but then loses his guy or or back checks to the wrong part of the ice and leaves someone open or doesn't tie up a stick. When teams get cycling against the orders, uh, you know, are, are sticks getting in passing lanes? Even if you're not interrupting, intercepting the pass, can you interrupt it? Can you chip it? Can you disrupt the offensive momentum in the offensive zone? And, And the one thing we've talked about a lot, too, is cleaning up that area in front of your own net. Are you playing hard enough on the puck? Are you playing hard enough on the man? And I think the Oilers have done that at times. I I think there are times where, sure, they've been protecting a lead in the third period. Maybe they've been under siege a little bit, but they've kind of hunkered down a little bit and played more of a sturdy game. And I thought that third period against Tampa Bay, yes, the Lightning had some chances, and yes, the Lightning missed some chances, but the Oilers were very active, knocking pucks away, winning races to rebounds, knocking guys off the puck so you can't get a clean shot. I don't think that those details have been, have been executed by the team consistently enough. And I think that's why, if you want to look at some specific numbers, if you're into stats and all that stuff, the Oilers are 29th in the league in goals against. 3.63 goals against per game. That's around a goal a game more than they allowed under Woodcroft last season. Now, as we know, some of that might be goaltending, and I gave the goalie stats last night. It has not been a great start to the season for Jack Campbell, but I also think there have been instances in which the goalies have faced far too many grade-A opportunities. So you have the goals against, 29th in the league, and they're 30th in shots against. So the third most shots against per game in the league at 34.9, so basically 35 i have talked about shots on on this show and on overtime open line in the face-off show before not all shots are created equal so i don't freak out as much about the shots uh, because i do think there are some games in which the Oilers have been outshot and they didn't give up a lot of grade a chances or they were getting outshot because they had the lead in the third period and the other teams are shooting from anywhere but still over a longer time giving up you know a few more shots per game might lead to a few more goals against per game just because of the quantity so those details translating to lots of goals against and lots of shots against and
1: goaltender Stuart skinner was talking about them needing to defend better that's the best way to win games is keeping the puck out of the net and that's uh, obviously my job to do yeah i think as a team we're just like we're we're always working on those little things that we're trying to get better at, and I think we're doing a great job. I think we got we got a great coaching staff that's providing us a system. We got great guys in here that work hard at it. Um, we worked on it again today, and uh, we just got to keep on moving forward and keep on growing from each and every day. All
2: right. Well, Skinner, as as you know from you've heard from another times, very uh, very upbeat, very positive, and even the way he framed that answer was saying, yes, defending is the best way to win games, and then it was all for him looking forward. We're working on it. We have good coaches. We have good players. We can work and we can fix it as opposed to lamenting the things have gone wrong. And I I think we've talked about Skinner enough this year that that's sort of the attitude he's really adopted here as he's made his way through uh, pro hockey. Woodcroft also commented on, uh, yeah, the team just needs to play a more consistent game.
3: We have to put import and emphasis on the starts of games. Uh, we have to um, value the amount of shots that we're giving up. We have to on the penalty kill. There's areas to our game that we got to get better at. The good news is, is and I go back to the the start of uh, Mark's question. Um, the good news is, is that. We've demonstrated a competitiveness, a will to win, a finding a way to win. Um, you know, I think th- our level of simplicity and our effectiveness on the road where we're five and two, got to bring that home. And we got to figure out a way to make this the toughest arena in the National Hockey League to come into. We've, we've done that in the past. we got to do it again. And uh, I think that comes down to a level of consistency uh, and building a level of consistency in your game.
2: So we're talking about details. We're talking about consistency. Maybe if you just consistently take care of the details, the results will take care of themselves. Oilers and Kings tomorrow, 6 o'clock face-off show, game at 8 here on 630 Chet. Again, happy to hear from you, Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three.
1: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Well, this is exciting. Young
2: man by the name of Ricky Ray is going to join me at 730 this evening as we get you ready for the great cup on Sunday. Had a nice chat with Jed Roberts. Last night, he shared that some of his teammates had alcohol poisoning the week of the 1996 Great Cup, which kept them out of the double-E lineup in what turned out to be the loss to Toronto in Snowy Hamilton. We will uh, talk to Ricky Ray later on. He's always a pleasure to have on Inside Sports. It's also uh, always a pleasure to hear from some of you. Many of you make me laugh, smile, appreciate life along the way. And today's off-topic topic question, Kellen Kennedy, uh-huh. is the uh, ugliest hockey jersey of all time. Fire yes. away.
1: All right. So we have some early submissions. We'll start from the anonymous texter here uh, who says that the California Golden Seals had the ugliest sweater of all time.
2: Uh, I believe it just had the word seals on it, didn't it?
1: Yes, much like the Sharks Reverse Retro that just has the word sharks uh, That's uh,
2: on it. <laughs> that's right. Well, and the thing is, when you just go with a word like that, it just says seals. Is is it the animal? Is it something that's used to close an envelope? Uh, you know, is it something you use to uh, uh, seal a letter? You know, with wax before the the raven flies it off. Is across, it the California state seal across, you don't know, right? across Westeros <laughs> to tell the Targaryens that you're going to attack them? I don't know.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, Matt from Stormy Plain has a couple of submissions tonight. He says for the NHL side, the LA Kings purple and yellow. So that dates back to, what, the 1980s, correct? Yeah, that'd be early 80s, yep. Yep. And our first worldwide selection tonight, uh, he also says uh, the team from Scotland called the Brayhead Clan. Have the worst hockey jerseys of all time. Okay, well, I, there's one we got to look up. Uh, he sent in a photo, but if you want to give that a quick Google and take a look on your side, Darrie.
2: Uh, well, send me that photo, and maybe okay. we can tweet it out. For oh, sure, that, those are yeah, those are atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send me that, uh, send me that photo. We'll put it on. It's kind—I think it's supposed to be like they're wearing a kilt but yeah. they're, they're, the hockey pants are kind of supposed to look like a kilt. That is a, Who is that from, Matt in Stony Plain? Matt in Stony Plain. Oh, that, uh, that is a good one, Matt. I hope things are good in uh, Stony Plain. The golf course there. alright nine six zero zero six three. right, 780-496-0063. Well, th- there's the question for Kelly Rudy. Ugliest jersey that he's ever worn.